0: what's up everybody my guest today is the owner and operator of two olives tattoo the man that gave me the opportunity to work with them to find a commercial space for his business and the guy named best tattoo artist in chicago by chicago magazine please welcome jacob kearney you're listening to the chicago hustle a podcast that highlights the struggles successes An overall journey of Chicagoans pursuing their passion. My name is Edward Terrace, and I'm a Chicago real estate broker that focuses on understanding the rental and sales market to facilitate the sale of property, along with providing my clients a roadmap to one of the biggest necessities of life, a place to call home. And I'm sitting down with our neighbors to learn about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how they're making an impact. All right, and we're live. Excellent. Excellent. Dude, thank you so much for joining the Chicago Hustle.
1: Uh, I'm delighted. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, so originally, uh, Le- you said it was Leah that kind of introduced you to our show? Yeah,
1: yeah, just talking through, you know, uh, she's the one who pretty much gave me the information, yes.
0: Yeah, and was, is this your first podcast? Uh-huh,
1: yeah. I've never even done any radio, I don't believe.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it's... it's uh, when you reach back out to me, you're like, yeah, where should we uh, meet up? A bunch of people, when they re- reach out about being on the show, they're like, oh, yeah, where's your studio or whatever? I'm like, oh, yeah, no. I do this straight out of my house, uh, mm-hmm. put up a banner. I'll definitely, I would love to have my own uh, office someday where I put this banner up and people come in. I think that'd be be super cool. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, in due time, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone's got everyone's to start somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the fun of it. Yeah, and the cool thing is you and I actually, uh, a lot of people who I've actually had on the podcast are people who, uh, you know, run businesses or do certain things in Chicago uh, that I've met at the gym, and yeah. that's actually where you and I first met is uh, Chicago MMA. That's right, yeah. How long How long have you been training, uh, like, mixed martial arts or Muay Thai? Um,
1: probably about two, two years, two and a half years, something like that.
0: Nice. Yeah. It was funny yeah. when I, I first chatted to you about it. You're like, yeah, well, I can't really – I don't do the jiu-jitsu part because of my work. I, and yeah. I didn't really dive into it. And I was like, man, he – I was trying to figure it out. He's like, I just have to make sure my hands are taken care of. And I was like, his hands? I was like, okay. I, I could have asked you. I was like, I could have asked you at that point in time what you do for work. And then when I found out you're a tattoo artist, I was like, man, so he's, he can't grapple, but he can totally smash right. his <laughs> It wouldn't make it. sense, though. I I feel
1: it, it does I, I believe because yeah in 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 the rolling as as you all call it uh there's just I I can't crunch my fingers like that it just there's just no way so in in the gloves they're they're wrapped properly and they're they're pretty well protected but you know I just I can't risk it by doing any uh any jits.
0: Have you ever had a finger injury that put you out for a significant amount of time? Just surprisingly, no i've never even thought about that no not
1: since i've been tattooing have i managed to injure my fingers on any real like in any way that was uh detrimental blessed
0: that's great yeah, right
1: <laughs> so i gotta be extra careful now that you brought it up
0: <laughs> dude i'm so sorry i, I really hope that nothing <laughs> happens to your fingers
1: all right yeah that's okay i better take some insurance out on
0: them yeah i uh which you probably could uh, yeah i could now, yeah. Do you, how about have you looked into the pricing? Is there like pricing? No, up?
1: no, I haven't. But I'm sure I will as uh, as I slow down in age. Yes, I'll look into it.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up about uh, the grappling because when I was uh, when I used to wrestle all the time, I did actually like my joints and my fingers. Sometimes they get caught in people's pants or yeah. shorts, and yeah, you know, your hand fighting all the time. So that mm-hmm. would, that would definitely happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because that stuff
1: was just fun for me. It was never pursuit uh you know i I never wanted to make anything of it, so i couldn't risk any sort of you know any professional chance i couldn't take any chances on my professional uh life by pursuing that
0: yeah so i guess outside of you know your your work other than you know training muay thai is it is that pretty much your your hobby outside of it or do you do anything else um
1: well i just i do uh, a lot of um lot of uh, drawing that is uh, affiliated with work. And yeah, that's just the Muay Thai and then just regular running uh, gym workout. Uh, But honestly, I'm pretty much drawing almost every single day for work that it does actually eat up a lot of my ability to pursue other hobbies as of now, but I'm having a really good time doing it. So this is the chosen, the chosen element of my life you know, there's just so much, uh, the tattooing is, is really encompassing a lot of it. And uh, when it comes drawing.
0: So drawing, I seen, I was like, I was like, okay, I could, I started kind of digging in, looking in to your profile and stuff. And then I seen you have, you also have a book that you made. Yeah. 200 page book. What's that called?
1: It's called due North. It's a graphic novel. Yeah.
0: That's cool, man.
1: It took a really long time. That took about eight years. Uh, I wrote it and drew it and did the, had some help with the Photoshop lettering, the speech bubbles and whatnot. So I had that made available in 2013 and I have another one that's basically done. I have about another 185 pages done. I probably have about 10 pages left, but I've kind of run into that artist's block where I, uh, I've just shelved it. So hopefully whenever I get some, some steam going on this one, I'll have another book another graphic novel uh ready out there something to prove i existed
0: you know Dude, eight years that is such a long time to work on something
1: yeah yeah well if anyone uh, working on in comic books independently the the hardest thing is once you've gotten past like five pages six pages and realize holy shit i have i don't know if i can swear i have um, oh yeah
0: swear away Deal. Okay.
1: when you real when you realize you have like five or six seven eight pages done you realize um, i still have like a hundred pages to go i quit that's the problematic thing when, when when one is an independent comic book um artist you never even consider the finish line right never because then you'll 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 never finish it so what you have to do is just simply page at a time whenever you feel compelled to do so if you don't have an editor if you don't have uh publishers breathing down your neck as most of us independent graphic novelists we don't just do it at your own pace because it's you're going to be compromising value otherwise so that's why i'm not beating myself up over this second book not being done but being so close to being done is you know if i just if i just grind through it now i'll probably be compromising some of the artwork so i'm just gonna let it let it flow
0: that's a good tip that's a lot of what I've heard from a lot of people on this show is using your energy essentially when you have it for that task.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, especially if you don't have deadlines, if you don't have, um, people breathing down your neck to see a finished uh, product, uh, that's not to say that you should use that sort of uh, station of mind to just never get the shit done, you know, cause it's very easy just to sit and just do that. But, um, if you find yourself wanting to do it, but you're not doing it, that means you're, you've chosen not to do it. You probably should do it, you know? So once I want to do it, I will do it.
0: So when it comes to artist block, is that something like you, is that something you have to wait out? Cause I've never had to deal with that or experienced it. Is it something you wait out or is it, do you have a strategy that you kind of, Yeah,
1: go no, it it's not really something that I have a strategy for. I really don't because when it comes to, Tattooing, it doesn't matter because you have appointments. If you have artist block or not, it doesn't matter. So you just do it anyway. So like hobby art, hobby projects, yes, just wait until, until you're compelled to do so. You know, but the strategy of snapping oneself out of it is very difficult because it often just uh, it, it's, it's coincides, it coincides um, quite closely with the, your own mental health. Uh, your relationship with what you create it's very personal and that's why uh myself included many people we do get depressed and our depression is linked very closely to the work we do uh so it's it's i don't have a strategy for snapping out of uh artist block i don't i wish i did
0: yeah so i kind of want to ask you about that is with like being an artist you talk about a lot of artists struggling with depression. Is that because of like you're t- tailored towards that type of work because of it, or it's just something you experience from creating art?
1: Well, I don't know if it necessarily. I I I, I don't know if to 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 say that um artists are necessarily prone to depression or anything like that. Uh, I'm not really willing to dive into any kind of. Um, armchair psychology like that but uh yeah I mean it's just uh I don't know I don't I don't really know what what the connection is between art and depression I don't know
0: sure yeah because I I um for me when I was younger I uh I struggled with it um and and my kind of my avenue was well like you know I used to be a wrestler and uh yeah wrestling saved my life. I tell some people it's something that I was able to use um, basically as a, not, you know, almost like an escape. And it's something that I could pursue and get my mind off of certain things. And I was so exhausted a lot of times to the point where I couldn't really think about uh, the, the other things I was going through in my life. So I, yeah. you know, I wonder with with artists is, you know, uh, it, maybe if that's something that you guys would use to help with that. Is that kind of what Oh you use
1: Yeah, categorically. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It it's was a driving thing too. It's it's not even something that we use to to cope or use to give ourselves um uh it doesn't even necessarily something that we design to do for a result. It's really just something that you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like a musician's gonna play music, sculptor's gonna sculpt, fighters gonna fight, an athlete's gonna, you know. Uh, be inclined to whatever sport they're they're interested in and a tattooer is going to tattoo so it, it it does inherently bring that sense of um accomplishment sense of peace the sense of doing something uh but it's not for me i don't do it in designing an anti-depression sort of result you know what i mean yeah it's just, i'm just gonna do this sort of thing and uh oftentimes yes like you get you get the high of uh, the result of your work the fruit of your labor can oftentimes kind of help help keep you uh in a a good state of mind for a while but it wears off it always does you know and then you're, you're kind of with yourself battling yourself again and uh so it's you know it's up and down it's just you just grab your joy when you can get it you just you know you know that'll it die in your hands quickly but you know, it's still there to be gotten again. So, yeah. So the art definitely brings um, a sense of if I didn't have it, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I would exist. You know, to be honest, it's pretty clearly say that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, kind of on that same topic, as I thought it was such a a cool thing that you were doing. Is I I I heard that you're basically booked out through the year, but you were giving tattoos to people who had uh self-harm scars and you were helping them cover it up.
1: Yes, I have an ongoing policy uh the books are open indefinitely. Uh yes, I do free self-harm scar cover-ups. So, uh I can be contacted for that um at any time. Yeah, that was um that was something uh me and Leah Muncie uh kind of cooked up together.
0: That's cool. How did you kind of start that? When well,
1: you- we we were sitting there having coffee and, and breakfast one day and I, I told her that I wanted to do something. I felt like I've, I've got it made. I've, I'm doing well for myself. I have a good clientele. I have, you know, looking, looking at all, everything I have in my life. I feel very, uh, very fortunate. So I was like, you know, I just want to do something nice and, uh, she proposed the idea that well, you know, cause I, w- I was thinking about maybe I can do some kind of like, you know, discount tattooing. Cause I know my work can be very expensive sometimes and I don't want it to be an, a, a rich person's, you know, I don't want my art to only be available to those with money. And, uh, she had proposed the idea, well, maybe you can do, you know, free self harm scar. So I said, well, that's a fantastic idea. And that was it immediately. I knew that was what I wanted to do, you know,
0: Yeah. Do you remember your first client that came through for it? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, I do.
1: It was a good experience. I would known them um, previously anyway, uh, just through a network of people. But yeah, yeah, they were great.
0: So was it like, was this something that they kind of go through currently or for some of them or was it like, something in the past that they were wanting to just cover it's
1: uh individual you know it's different for all of them but yes many multiples have had to take themselves off the list unfortunately because sometimes they'll relapse um and you know the scars have to be fairly uh mature they have to be aged the scars in order to tattoo them because they're you know you, you can't uh, scars can be tricky to tattoo over. So unfortunately, yes, some of the people on the list have had to pull out just due to um, um, harming themselves yeah. while they were waiting, which is unfortunate because um, the wait has gotten quite long. Uh, but, uh, and, and, and many of them, it seems that it's something that they have perhaps, if I may use the term sort of, uh, I don't know, like not that they've, not that it's not an issue for them anymore, but they perhaps master that emotion or that compulse, that I'm sorry, that impulse to do it. They may have got to where they needed to be, and they're no longer harming themselves. It seems that a good deal of them, that's the case.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, someone very close to me uh, struggles with self harm and yeah, uh, you know, things of that matter. It's
1: it's it's so common.
0: Yeah. It's um and it's, it's tough a lot of times with, uh, I, and I, you know, I don't struggle with, with that. And, uh, it's like for, for the person that's close to me is understanding their triggers. And I don't want to like dive into this too deep, but for him, it's, you know, understanding his, his triggers and, um, being able to cope with that. And that's something that people will battle with forever, which is tough.
1: Yeah. See, I, I, I've never, I don't know what's in, in, I, I can't speak on the matter because I've never been in that position where that's something that I've, uh, had to deal with, you know? Yeah. Uh, my brother had, my brother had them. He, he took his own life, uh, last year. He had probably the worst one that I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's always been in like the perif- peripherally around my life, but I've never had to, fortunately, I've never had to experience that. Um,
0: Dang. Sorry, dude.
1: No, it's, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've I, had a mental, my whole family's kind of in that realm. So uh, we've lost a few of us, but uh, it's just the way it goes. You know, not everyone is going to um, last as long.
0: Well, I think that's really cool that you're able to do that for people. And I'm. I can only imagine the smiles and the appreciation that those people have when you're able to give that to them.
1: It's going really well, really well. It, I, I'm so happy that this is, is happening because it really does. Uh, it brings me to tears quite often.
0: How many of those do you typically like are able to do in a month? Cause I'm sure you have a busy schedule.
1: Um, I'm not doing very many a month. I'm trying to do at least two a month.
0: Oh, that's great, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd like to do one a week, um, but I'm not sure right now with the, with, I'm not sure financially business wise, it's, it's, I can do that, but yeah. definitely at least two a month. Yeah.
0: And talking about, you know, with scars being tough to t- tattoo over, I'm, I'm curious when you're working, is there certain parts of the body? Cause uh, you know, I don't have very many tattoos. I've only got one, but um, is there certain parts of the body that you're like, okay, this is going to be a pain. This is going to be a project for me. Um, what are those?
1: Well, certain parts of the body that are more difficult to tattoo.
0: Yeah, I mean, is there certain situations oh, yeah. you've had that are like you were like, "Whoa, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a project."
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty picky. I, I'm fortunate enough that I can be very, very picky as to what I do. Um, not to say that I won't take on a challenge, yes, but uh, <laughs> there are there are definitely parts of the body that are less pleasant to deal with.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And it's just, and a lot of it is just simply because like, you know, as a tattooer, we want the body to basically act as a, just a canvas, just hold still and be my canvas. You know what I mean? So when you're dealing with a canvas that is, that moves or doesn't, or is like a, you know what I mean? If you're tattooing a stomach, you're essentially drawing a, you're drawing on a pillow kind of sometimes. You have nothing, there's no like, there's, you know what I mean? Like the, the, it's soft. Sometimes. Oh my God. So, I never so thought certain Parts that. of the body are just more difficult to tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, odd angles, you, you know, we have to hold these machines in particular ways that suit our comfort. And if you're tattooing, you know, um, uh, somebody's shoulder or something, it's just an awkward thing. Like I tattooed part of my own neck um, and I was able to do this side pretty easily. But then when I had to switch to this side I couldn't do it I was just literally I could not actually do it so and necks are kind of one of those areas that are just hard to do
0: man I mean you've been doing this for basically 20 plus years now right yeah I've been tattooing probably
1: 20 years I've, I've been in the industry I think about t- bleh, I don't know like 24 23 years basically I started in the industry when I was 19 I'm 42 so whatever I don't even know I don't math
0: yeah, when I seen uh, – because you're like, oh, I've been tattooing since uh, whatever it was. I know you've been in the industry longer, but it was like 1998, and I was like, wow, that was four. Right, I know. <laughs> That's yeah. a long time, man. <laughs> I know, it's
1: fucking
0: crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been in this industry for, I'm
1: like for, forever. Yeah. That's crazy. Was, like my whole adult life, I was, I've been doing this, you know. Yeah.
0: Is there certain so, times where – I mean, because you've been in a lot – A lot of situations I'm sure is there still times where you're like all right I've never seen this before (laughs) well
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean that's great though uh but realistically like what I think the what when I say that to myself what I'm really looking at is just like brilliance you know when you see someone who is doing something that you you absolutely love and you see them do it in such a way that just, just stops you dead, kind of arrests your mind. You're like, that's fucking brilliant. You know? So that's, that's what it usually is, is just seeing someone's work, whether it's tattooing or whether it's anything, you see somebody who's so good at what they do that just stops you dead. And you, you have no, you have no, you can only be inspired, you know, whether, whether it's someone's tattooing or if you're a fighter, whether it's somebody's um, ability to, to you know uh their martial arts expertise or whatever or even if you're at a museum and you see you know a beautiful painting and you're just godsmacked, and you're like that's that's some of those that's amazing i've never seen that before so that's great i love when that happens but yeah
0: totally now people because if they were uh quick plug for your instagram they could find you basically at jacob kearney i don't know if you want to spell that out
1: yes yeah, j-a-c-o-b-k-e-a-r-n-e-y
0: Yeah. And, uh, when you go on your theme, so you do a lot of black work tattooing.
1: Almost exclusively at this point.
0: So I I wonder, is it, I don't know what the differences are between coloring and black work tattooing. What has you doing that style? Um,
1: I love black and white art. I think, uh, for, to me, it feels more honest because there's less, I don't know. It just, I I love it. I, I do. I love old black and white movies. I think they're more fun. Um, I don't know. I think, and I've, I've I've wondered too, like, you know, when we read a novel, it's in black and white, you know, black and white movies are great. I don't know. I just, something about black and white. I think it's, it serves the mind. Well, nothing wrong with color. I think obviously colors is some of the most, um, impossibly beautiful art in the world is color. Yes. But, I have a soft spot for black and Grey, so I think it just, it allows the mind to fill in the blanks a little bit. I think it's good for the mind to indulge in black and white surroundings and art and literature and things like that. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't have a real good answer for you, but it's just, I'm compelled to admire it.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a cool perspective. I was, it's a little bit different, but I was watching, uh, Mike Tyson's podcast and he does everything in black and white when he puts videos out and I didn't notice it until probably 10 videos in. I was like, Oh, this is in black and white. I didn't even notice it. And then uh, I seen a picture today that was of the city that was black and white. And, uh, it definitely, you know, gives different perspective because I mean, if you go on Instagram, everything is super colorful and filtered. Uh, so it definitely gives it a good swing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just, there's room for it. You know, there's room for, just about anything so why not
0: yeah did you ever do any type of coloring or oh, are you down yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah i enjoyed doing color for quite a while now i may do it again i might uh it just depends again what you're sort of drawn to do you know i, I might do it again but as of now i'm not really thinking about it too much
0: yeah dude i love your instagram i mean Thanks. someone goes to your instagram uh your theme, I mean, I, I can only imagine how many people scroll through there and, like, look through it. Um, how long have you been posting on there?
1: I was pretty late to the game on Instagram. I don't know. I think my account's probably maybe four years old. So, yeah, I mean, I for a long time, I just didn't do any advertising whatsoever. So, I mean, there was Facebook, but that's I, – I, you know, I don't do that anymore. Uh, but so I just didn't do anything. You know, no – no, no self uh, advertising whatsoever. But then I realized Instagram is actually a pretty good tool for visual artists. Uh, it's 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 actually it's amazing for us. Like, uh, I was speaking to somebody about it just the other day, as a matter of fact. Um, just that, like, if you're you know if you're if you're an artist, like a visual artist, a tattooer, for instance, like Instagram or, or basically your potential audience all you need is a split second of their attention and their appraisal of your work is established just that fast. So it's great for us. If you're a writer, it's harder. It's, it's more difficult because your audience potential audience has to invest some time to read your work. If you're a musician, they have to listen to it. They have to listen, let it go and listen to it. But if you're an artist like that fast, as I said, people believe you are good or you're not good. You know, so it's, it's, we're, it's easier for us to, to get quick audience members just because all we do is we show it, you know, that's that fast, you know, whether you like it, you know, so, um, I don't even know what the origins of this question is. Am I even speaking relevance to it?
0: Dude, podcasts, they just go down, they go, right? they go. we just go with it, my man. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So anyway, that had something to do with the Instagram. I think, um, new to the game. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's a great tool for artists. It really is. People talk shit on a lot, but it's a good thing for us.
0: Yeah, no, dude, it it, it looks great. And it's funny you say that about, uh, like people who write. I had a author on here a a few podcasts ago and I was like, man, how could she promote herself to some social media? I was like, well, maybe she could do an audio recording and put a picture with the audio behind it. I was like, uh, it's definitely a little bit tougher for them.
1: That's the that's just the burden for writers is is people have to invest themselves in your work to a point you know that other artists don't don't need you know yeah so it, 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 i'm glad i'm not a writer for that for that <laughs> reason <laughs> because it's just tough for them you know
0: yeah i wonder how much of your business do you think comes from instagram
1: a good amount of it a pretty good amount i don't know i've never really looked it up but um i'd say probably more than half at this point wow because it's the well it's the only social platform i use so if i used others perhaps it would be more dispersed but as it is now it's all you know word of mouth or somebody saw my work on the street or instagram those are the three ones you know yeah that bring in new clients new work i should say
0: so prior i know you said you started about four years ago with Instagram self promotion. I guess yeah. like how does one start? Like how do you start in this industry? I don't even I wouldn't even know where to go.
1: Yeah, well, it's honestly it's it's different now because back in the day when I started, like fifty years ago, I think <laughs> uh, you you couldn't go to like Google or eBay and buy stuff or buy the tattoo machines and the equipment. You just couldn't do it. It was very difficult to get the equipment. So you pretty much had to know somebody, you know, or you had to walk into a studio with, with artwork and say, Hey, can I have, can I have a job mopping your floors, answer your phones? I'll draw all your pictures, that sort of thing. That was my way. That's the way I got in. I didn't know anybody in the industry. Um, I answered a flyer ad. Like there was a shop that said, we need somebody to answer, do just that. Answer, our, answer the phones, mop the floors, talk to customers, draw our tattoos for us. Cause we don't want to draw. So I was like, Okay, I looked into it, they hired me, and then it was just that, when I started, it was a rough place, it was pretty rough. Um, I was just this little Mormon kid from Utah, like, jumping into this this den of um, old school biker, just tattooers, it was, it was intense, but I was not going to walk away, no way. It was dangerous, it felt dangerous every day, but I made up my mind I was going to do it.
0: Dude, that's a solid origin story. How long do you think you were drawing for them doing all that work before you jumped in? Cause I, you're started when you're 19, right?
1: Yeah. So I was answering their calls, do, doing all the drawings for about two and a half years. And I got fed up cause, uh, I, I, I realized they had no intentions of ever letting me do it. They were just stringing me along. Damn. So I, I got mad one day and I quit and, uh, I ended up taking a job on the other other end of town from another studio that had origins from the place I just left. So when I talked to them, they were hiring for the same position. I was like, well, i am in two and a half years. I'm not going to college. I've already established that. So what else am I going to do? I'll just start over. I'll start over again. So I started this new shop prepared to give them another two to five years. Then maybe I'd be able to pick up a tattoo machine and start to apprentice. But they were just like, nah, I, I think I worked there for about a year. And then they were like, here's some machines. Go tattoo some friends. If you have any questions, ask us. You're going to start with clients next week, you know. So it was like, that was how that happened, basically.
0: Whoa, they threw you into the fire. I feel like, I mean, you can't really, how do you, I don't know how you'd prep for it. I was ready. At that point, I was ready. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, like I said, I'd worked for years at the other studio and they were kind of dragging their feet, letting me do anything. So at this new studio, they had just canned some dude, didn't belong. Uh, And then I was just there like, hey, look at me. What about me? I'm ready to do it. I'll I'll tattoo it. You know, I'll do it. So they just were like, fuck it. Fine. Do it. How was your your
0: ass? Do you remember your first tattoo?
1: Yeah, I tattooed my friend, the back of his neck. It was the first tattoo. Because the dude I was working with, he was uh, was one to have a beer or two on the job. And uh, he got just tanked. (laughs) I think a buddy of his showed up that day from out of town. So they were just boozing in the back. And my friend showed up for his appointment. And the guy, the tattooer, was like, Jake, you do it. I was like, okay. So I just tattooed him. Yeah, it was that's how that happened. I wasn't supposed to tattoo him that day. <laughs> that's a good story. It was different, man. Different back then. And- you can get away with that kind of shit. No one cared.
0: Yeah, because, well, now I'm assuming – well, whether it's uh, the, the person that's drying obviously shouldn't be drinking or the person who's coming in to get a tattoo also can't be drinking. Sure. If, if, I don't know how well that works, but... Not well. Not well. Okay. But f- you come from Utah. How did you even end up in Chicago?
1: Well, I just needed to get out. You know, I I was not... I, I, was, I was just in a tough spot. I, I knew that I had to leave. I needed something something else in life, you know? So I, a friend of mine had moved out here, um, in his own pursuits in life. And I was just like, Hey man, got room for one more kind of thing. And I just kind of bailed, you know, uh, left everything. And basically I ran away from my problems and it worked. Yes. It scored. worked. It fucking worked, man. It can work. You can't run away from your problems. Sometimes I did <laughs> fucking work. Best thing I ever did.
0: Man, that's I still love my family, I
1: love my friends back home and everything, but I was I was just, you know, in a rut. Emotionally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well it changes scenery. Absolutely. Right?
1: Yeah, in Chicago I I, I love Chicago. It was when I first got here I was like this place is this place is the shit. They're the best food. You got music everywhere. There's just there's character, there's there's just everything here. It's the best city in the world.
0: Dude, I literally tell everyone. They're like, oh, how's Chicago? And I just, I don't even tell them how things are going for me. I just said, listen, whoever you want to be, you can be anybody. It doesn't matter. You can, The platform is here for the taking. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why Chicago's legit. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's such a town of opportunity. It's such a town of opportunity that everything you want is here but it costs half as much as other places. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's a. I love this place. Yeah. So yeah, there's no looking back. I'm going to live here. I'm going to die here. There's no way, no, no two ways about it.
0: Yeah. Do, do you ever travel over to like any other cities or anything like oh, that? Yeah. 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 I
1: like to travel. I like to travel a lot. Um, oh, absolutely. But I don't know. This place has become home, you know, and i'm not i'm not uh I'm not one to let, who likes being away from home too long I, I miss this place pretty quickly you know
0: yeah and it, it's something I talked about uh on my so on my instagram I throw up like daily motivation or like basically insights of just my life and on uh, today's I basically talked about you know creating a life by design so I don't think that people should ever like hate Monday. I talked to people today. I said, listen, I love Monday. I want Monday to come because my schedule, I love my schedule. I, I created my schedule because I love it. I want it to be this way. Um so I think like that's that should be the total goal. I think, you know, money is great. I strive every day to like obviously serve clients so I can have that. But I think you should use it as a tool to design the life that you want so that you don't want to leave it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you. I'm good with Mondays. Mondays are great, you know, because I you know, try to be an optimist. Like, well, it's Monday. I made it through last week. You know, what opportunities might this week present? This is the first day of what may happen. So I'm with you, man.
0: Dude, I wonder what's a tip. I mean, a tattoo could take you three hours. I'm sure you could. they could take longer. What does a day look like for you?
1: A day? Um, yeah. Okay, let's see. I pretty much get up, I drink coffee, and I have a little sunroom, which I do that. So I wake up, drink my coffee, look out the window, and I daydream in the morning. Um, And then I kind of putter around the house. Then I leave, and I come into work. I draw. I do all my drawings the morning of the session. Um, So I come into work. I draw, have everything ready. Then the client comes in, and uh, I present them the drawing you know, it usually goes without a hitch. Usually it's just, it's, it's right on. Cause my, I have the best clients I could ever ask for. They seem to trust me fully. So most of the time it's just like, whatever I draw for them, they're like, it's dope. It's going to look dope. Let's do it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you're absolutely right. And it will. And it does. So like, then I do the tattoo. I'm usually here, you know, a good anywhere from like, uh, seven hours, usually my shifts are about seven hours from getting in, drawing, cleaning the place, tattooing, breaking down out the door about seven hours. And then after that, I'm, you know, I'm doing whatever I'm doing, depending on the day uh, I'm seeing certain people, you know, I have uh, children. I have a wonderful partner. I have, I have, I have great friends. So every day is a little different. It's like my Monday is vastly different from my Friday, vastly different from, you know, so the, the exciting thing for me is, is, I have no boring days ever. I'm never bored.
0: That's a goal to to achieve from a lot of people. Nice. That's great.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nice.
0: So you said you have designated drawing time because I'm assuming, so when they give you a piece, they're like, hey, this is kind of what I want it to look like. Let me know. So how much time do you typically spend on a drawing?
1: Um, I've gotten pretty fluent at them to be honest. So, I I, I usually spend, uh, I like to give myself usually an hour per drawing. Um, I can usually knock out pretty good-sized pieces in an hour. So, if I have two clients that day, oftentimes, I'll give myself two hours worth of drawing time. And uh, yeah, so I, I get things done pretty quick.
0: Dang, I would have totally not... Thought about that process is, I mean, in any profession, there's always going to be things that people don't think about that actually go into it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I've gotten pretty fast at doing the drawings. Uh, main, a lot of it is because I, I pick and choose what it is I'm going to do. Yeah. And a lot of the things I pick and choose are things that I feel fluent at. You know, so if I if I chose something that's outside of the realm of of what I usually do, and I do that from time to time, you really have to do that. You have to challenge yourself. Allow. Allow um, an obstacle to come into your way. If you if you're not r- running into any obstacles in your profession, then you're not going to get any better. So, a lot of times, I'll allow things at a, sort of out of left field that will clog the works a little bit, but it's it's fine because it's somewhat by design, you know. And it's just it's going to teach you how to how to conquer that obstacle next time even better. And it's great to throw yourself curveballs. There's no better way of shifting your artwork than making a mistake. You know, cause it's going to, cause you're going to try desperately to get your ass out of that mistake and you're going to do some shit that's usually pretty cool as a result of cleaning up your mess, you know? Uh, so it's, it's, it's good to just allow certain things to, to, to jump into your routine that they don't normally do.
0: That's funny you say that. Cause like there's certain times in my work where I'll, somebody will reach out to me. I'm like, Ooh, I know that's going to be a pain in the ass.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But then you take it on anyway, just because you're like, all right, well.
1: take it on anyway, and more, more often times than not, you probably kill it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you end up with, like, something that you're extremely happy with. Like, I, I don't do any, I, 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 yeah, like, all the things that I do accept that I don't want to do, when, that, when I do do that, I always am very happy to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah, like, there's no, there's just, there's no better result than when a mistake happens along the way.
0: Totally, man. Dude, I love your, I, you know, I seen a couple pictures from your Instagram. Uh, the inside of that looks phenomenal compared to before it looks great.
1: Oh, Oh, you were, yeah, you were here. That's right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We did a lot. <laughs> did a lot of work. Yeah. Dude, you were here before we moved in.
0: Yeah. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know, if they're listening to the podcast on like iTunes or uh, Spotify or yes. wherever, we have a video portion. So you can go to YouTube and watch it. But, uh, before his, uh, tattoo studio if that's what you would call it it yeah. was you know completely different obviously with commercial space you have to change certain things did did you get rid of that you got rid of that shower room right
1: no I still have the shower room you do yeah I don't use it it's just for storage right now but yeah the the murder shower room that is
0: so funny it's so spooky do you think you would turn that into like another studio can you do that, that
1: in there that's what I'm doing that's you are? That's, oh, okay. a, that's, the, that's a project that's happening in a few months
0: nice yeah so for anybody that doesn't know we're talking about when you walk into his studio uh obviously you have a couple of room like chair rooms the the front room but then there's this room you open it up and there's a shower like one shower head and then the entire room it's just uh
1: it's all tiled like the walls are tiled the ceilings tile the floor is tile there's, yeah it's it's just a giant dark dank <laughs> shower room like nefariousness goes on here like it's it's just such a weird place man Man. still there you can come by take a look take a shower shit
0: i think you know i actually so i've been telling some people on the chicago hustle eventually in like six months or so i'm gonna come visit them and like maybe do like uh you know a vlog or something about their place of work and uh maybe that's what i'll do i'll come take a shower maybe not
1: (laughs) 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 all right yeah, you're de- you're definitely more than welcome to do that.
0: If if I came there and we did a video and I posted it, um, I have so I'm sure when you talk to people all the time and you tell them you're a tattoo artist, they're probably like, "Oh, I have a tattoo." I'm sure you get that all the time.
1: Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah.
0: Then they, then do they get you to guess what their tattoo is at all? No,
1: no, that's not usually
0: where they go. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go there.
1: So. Okay. I, I have sure. I have a
0: tattoo. What do you think my tattoo is? Uh probably Casper, the friendly ghost. <laughs> Casper the friendly ghost. No, that's that's a good nope. one though. Um Fair. is that just a funny guess or do you think I have a past about Casper? <laughs> I don't know,
1: maybe it was the white handkerchief you, you you put up to your nose a second ago or Oh my you god. You just like that kind of guy, I guess.
0: My allergies
1: they remind
0: me of a ghost maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no my the handkerchief, I my allergies are just through the roof this week. I don't know. So if you, everybody here is sniffling, but I uh, know I have a, I have a unicycle tattoo on my calf.
1: No shit.
0: And uh, I'm a unicyclist. I used to be super hardcore into unicycling. Really? Oh yeah. Huge. I loved it. I did it like six hours a day.
1: Oh shit.
0: And I got this unicycle on my calf because I saw it with another unicyclist. However, it, the unicycle is not I'll have to show it you sometime. It's not yeah. lean forward enough so it looks like they're sitting in a chair.
1: Oh, can't have that.
0: So every time somebody looks at it, they're like, you know, I didn't want to ask you about your tattoo, but it looks like you have the handicap sign on your calf. Oh, and I'm like, fuck. No, it's, <laughs> um, and what I do tell some people, I'm like, yeah, actually I was paralyzed and I had a full recovery. So that's what that's that it. is. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, it's a unicycle. It's just, it looks like a handicap symbol. So someday I have to get like an extended arm on it. So it looks like someone's not sitting in a chair. Um, okay. I don't know when it will be, but someday I will get that.
1: Okay. Well, I can help you with that if you want.
0: Yeah. You fit that yeah. in your schedule. Maybe, maybe when I do the video series, that w- that's what we can do. We can fix my unicycle handicap symbol.
1: Sure. Or we'll just enhance it. Yeah. Enhance
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a picture when we get done with the, with the show.
1: Okay. Do that. Cool, dude. Can't wait.
0: <laughs> That'll be awesome. Well, dude, tell us how, um, how I know people can already kind of find you on Instagram, but is there anywhere else that people can, can find you?
1: That's pretty much the best way to do it. Yeah. Pretty much the best way to do it. Cause I mean, the studio is just locked all the time, you know, it's appointment only. So I'm not trying to be antisocial or anything like that, but no, you know, Instagram and emails, emails that how I do my booking. So, but Instagram is, is, is how people get a hold of me. So that's pretty much it, you know?
0: Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to put those shout outs there for you. And, uh, this has been awesome, dude. I'm so happy that I was able to have you on.
1: Oh, my, my pleasure. Totally. Absolutely.
0: All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Yes. Thank you
1: very much. Be good.
0: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Chicago Hustle with your host, Edward Terrace. If you or someone you know would like to share their story on our podcast, you can head over to Instagram at The Chicago Hustle and fill out the link in our bio. To follow my Chicago Hustle, you can head over to Instagram at Edward Terrace along with my weekly vlog on YouTube.